everyone. Welcome to the Smile Project, a podcast from School of Dentistry. I am you. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is all about holistic dental education on the go. This would enhance your knowledge and attitude, not only towards dentistry, but life as a whole. Tune in to hear and learn from specialists from various fields of dentistry, sharing their experience and discussing topics in the realm of dentistry. Also, we have in store a small dose of inspire and influence, a section for quotes and productivity tips. So, let's begin! Hello everyone! The Smile Project podcast is coming back for a second season. I hope everyone will be as excited as we are. I'm Sing, your host for today's episode, along with Jiaxing. Hey everyone! We have a very special guest joining us today, and it is the Dean of IMU's School of Dentistry, Professor Dr. Xiao Liangling. For those who do not know, Prof. Xiao has a very interesting and successful career behind her. She graduated from University of Malaya in 1991. Then she was awarded the Petronas Scholarship to pursue her master in conservative dentistry in 1994 and obtained her fellowship in England in 1995. Prof. Xiao returned to Malaysia in 1997 to become a lecturer at University of Malaya. She received another scholarship to pursue her PhD in UK and after that, she returned to UM to become a senior lecturer. Now, of course, she's a dean of the School of Dentistry in IMU. Let's, Let's welcome, welcome Prof. Xiao. Alright Prof, we're going to start off by asking you what made you choose dentistry. I'm sure you have heard many reasons why people choose dentistry, right? So for you Prof, what was the main draw for dentistry that started it all? Alright, yeah, I know you would say that a lot of people will say well, because I'm good with hands and so on and so forth. For me, it is quite similar actually, I would say. You know, at the age of 19, 20, I really don't really know what I would like to be. First is that I would like to be a healthcare worker. Second is I quite like all those uh, crochets and needlework and things like that. So I thought, hmm, if I were to choose a doctor, then I have to go on call and you know, it can be quite stressful life. Then I go to the next choice, dentistry. Why not? You know, it's a combination of a healthcare worker and at the same time, I can actually use my uh, own hobby to incorporate in it. So that's how I end up with the dentistry. I see, Prof. I can really relate to how you feel because I think that's really how a lot of us uh, decide to choose dentistry, actually. <laughs> oh, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, we all said, you know, dentistry is a combination of art and science, yes. right? To bring the best for our patients. Yeah. Thank you, Prof, for sharing your reasons of loving dentistry. I believe a lot of our listeners are very, very happy today because they finally get to know why you, like, why you choose dentistry. Okay, that's good. Prof, uh, do you mind sharing the reason 
why you would like to pursue a career in academia? Uh, as we know that you actually completed your master in UK and came back to Malaysia to become a lecturer in University of Malaya. So what makes you realize that you actually wanted to be involved in the dental education instead of working as a full-time dentist in a clinic? Because you seem pretty certain that you wanted to be a lecturer after graduation. Okay, a very good question. In fact, I made up my mind almost towards the end of my uh, dental student journey. In the final year, I have already made up my mind. When I look at those lecturers, oh, they are so inspiring, right? So they are my role model. So in my mind, I said, yeah, that's what I want to be. So towards the end of my final year, I already made up my mind and I have been offered at that time, we call it a tutor position. So after my graduation, I received an offer from University of Malaya where I graduate to become a tutor with the faculty. So from then, that's no looking back. And until today, almost 30 years on, I still enjoy my academic uh, journey. Oh, Prof. I think I can feel you. It must be very, very satisfying and fulfilling for you to see how your students progress and finally they become competent in their skills and they graduate to serve the community in the future. As a tutor, you must be very, very, very proud of your student. Yes, definitely. Yeah, when you are involved in the educational field, you are basically working at the leading edge of the profession, right, Prof? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Because you see, uh, after I graduate, I actually work in a private practice for a, a good six months before I join as a tutor position. You know, because there's a waiting period to get the offer letter and get all the process done. So I work for about six months in private practice. And to be honest, I feel a little bit uh, monotonous. In a way, it's only you and the patient and your nurses and some of your, your colleagues in the same clinic. So in academia, it's more exciting in a way because you are combining a lot of different, different, uh, 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 I would say, job responsibility. You get to treat patients at the same time and responsible for patients' well-being. You also get to do research and the most important thing is you get to mingle with the students. So, you know, able to nurture a student to become a dentist, that is a very, very rewarding journey for me. Wow, oh, yes. I, I very agree with what you say, Prof. Um, I can see that your job is very, very much diverse compared to what a general dentist is like when they work full-time in the clinic. So I believe with a job that requires such a high commitment, there will be challenges along the way. So can you share the challenges that you have faced before and how you've overcome them? Okay, um, I would say the main challenge is time management. Because being an academician, especially now in my position, 
I have to juggle between administrative work, I have to juggle between patient treatment, and of course, I would still like to teach, right? So I have to juggle between my uh, teaching and learning responsibility as well. And, you know, at the same time, I need to also make sure that I am bringing the school forward as what the job requires. So it, 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 it's a, a portfolio that requires me to do different, different roles. So time management, it's very, very critical. I'm sure like in private practice also, time management is equally important where you need to manage your clinic, do all the admin work as well, and then make sure that your patient receive the best care from you. So time management is a skills that is very critical for our career progress. Well, Prof, I think you are such an inspiration for all of us. I believe that no matter what we are doing, if we have faith in ourselves and we strive towards our goals, we will eventually achieve what we want in life. So Prof, we would like to know what actually motivates you to continue work diligently in the field of dentistry for so many years. Okay, passion. Passion is the key word. I always believe that if you have passion for something, you will excel because you put your heart and your soul to it and you will strive for your best. If it's not something that you are passionate about, then you know you will do things half-heartedly. So sometimes people may say, oh, I don't really have passion for it. But you know, passion can be a nurture. So do nurture your passion for the work that you want to do and you will achieve the best. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Professor, for sharing. You know, it's actually very hard for us to imagine you doing anything besides dental related activities but i believe you do have other hobbies that you do during your free time right <laughs> yes i do i do definitely you know i always believe there should be a work-life balance some of you who have known me or seen my uh, facebook posting you will know that i regularly go hiking this is a hobby that I developed like seven, eight years ago and I really enjoyed it because when I go hiking, I'm back to the nature, you know, my mind is free and I always hike with a group of uh, very nice hiking buddies, you know, we chit-chat, we laugh, we play. Places that we hike include to waterfalls and things like that. So it, it's, it's a fun uh, activity. Uh, at the same time, you keep yourself healthy as well. So I do have other hobby as well. I like gardening a lot too. So, you know, for the past two years since uh, MCO lockdown, I've been doing quite a bit of gardening. I grow my own vegetables. You know, I grow my own fruits like pineapples. So it, it's it's really rewarding to see you yield the fruits of your own label. And I would like to really bring it back to dentistry. It's quite similar. Like um, when you provide treatment to your patients, right? Then you see the end results. 
wow, if you have made a crown or a bridge for the patients, then it's a it's it's a moment that you say bingo when your crown fit nicely, when your bridge fit nicely, the patient is so happy with the outcome and it's if you if you think about it, it's almost like a life-changing event. You put the patients out of your misery or pain and you give back the aesthetics and function to the patient. So you know, it, it, it's a very rewarding uh, process in that way. Yeah, and, and like I mentioned before, I also like uh, uh, handiwork. I do crochet as well. So it, it's, it's just to find a balance uh, between all these things. So again, back to time management. Well, Prof, I'm amazed by how the way you keep yourself so active during your free time even though you have a hectic schedule, I believe that it very much depends on your self-discipline. So, other than spending time with your family, how do you actually balance between your different roles? For example, as a dean, as a prostodontist, and also as a researcher. So, do you have any advice to our listeners, especially all the students who have difficulty juggling their academics? their extracurricular activities and also their hobbies. Please give them some advice. Yeah, excellent questions. So I must say that, you know, I actually have three children. I have uh, two sons and a daughter. They are all now uh, 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 quite uh, big already. My daughter, the youngest one, is uh, already 18 years old. So when they were young, I must say that my uh, uh, time is mostly dedicated to either my work, patient, and the family. So at that time, I must say that I have very, very little time to uh, indulge in my own hobbies. So that's why I said I, I pick up uh, uh, hiking and running for the past seven, eight years when the kids are a bit older. So for the students, right? So your main focus at your stage would be make sure that you can cope with your uh, learning and also have more time to ensure that you have a good balance so that you take care of your mental well-being as well. It is very, very important not to neglect your own mental well-being. Yeah, if you if you need any help at all, you can always approach your classmates or approach uh, uh, lecturers who are close with you and have a chat with them. All right. So it, it it's it's striking a balance between this. So self-awareness is very important in that. Yep. That's really, really important for everyone to keep in mind. Uh, actually, just now you mentioned about all crowns, breaches, etc. So, I would really like to know like, what exactly, at which moment, you realised that Prostor was the one for you, like, among all those specialities. Uh, I would say bring it back to my final year. So, there are two areas that I uh, like, the disciplines that I like. I like prosthodontics and actually at the same time, I also like oral surgery as well. 
you know, oral surgery, I must say, is one area that students really like because it's really interesting and exciting. You know, whenever we go into operation theatre, you look at the surgeons operating, wow, it's like a whole new world. But then when I weigh back to what my own principle is, then I was thinking, oh, initially I didn't want to choose medical field because I didn't want to go on call. I, ha- I would like to have a career that I can balance my life and my family. So that's how it boils down to uh, prosed- uh, prosthodontics, you know, and uh, a, a specialty that I really enjoy as well. That was like during student time and then slowly, slowly when I was working as a tutor, working as a tutor, I get the opportunity to do a rotation. That means I get a rotation to do oral surgery, I get a rotation to do uh, children, orthodontics and so on and so forth. So after doing the whole rotation for almost two years, it still comes back to prosthodontics. So that's how I fix my mind. That that is the discipline that I want to specialize in. Oh, I see, I see. I hope this gives us a, an insight to like how we are going to choose our discipline in the future. Yeah, I, I just like to I, I just like to uh, emphasize on this one. Because a lot of students, at the point of graduation, you really can't decide which disciplines you want, right? So, uh, during government service, you get to do rotations. So, that is the time also you open up your eyes and have a bit deeper understanding of the scope of each discipline. Then only you can make up your mind to choose which is the discipline that you like and also suitable for you as well. So you don't have to like rush in and say that, oh, within a year or two, I need to make up my mind. You know, you have like 20, 30 years of career in front of you. If you are not sure, you don't have to jump in. You slowly speak to various specialists and then get more insight into the disciplines and the specialty then only you you make up your mind thank you prof for the advice so just another random question like can someone who is like colorblind become a dentist yes you can you can we do have students previously have a colorblind because colorblind, mainly you can't differentiate between green and red. You know, for shade taking, it's not a big issue because we have a, a, a gift support to students with very mild colorblind. So they are able to cope well. And then now with the technology, it's not really an issue because you have scanners, and other technology that can actually help to determine the colour. So that is not really a big issue. So it, it, it won't hinder someone to take up dentistry. Wow, it's really good to know that colour blindness actually is not one of the challenge to become dentist. <laughs> 
so Prof, before we wrap up this episode, is there anything that you'd like to say to our listeners so that we can be successful in our dental career? Yes. Uh, I would like to just uh, tell everyone you will be a successful dental practitioners or academicians or whichever career path within the dental world that you choose if you put your heart and soul to it. That's what I mentioned. You, you need to be passionate about what you do. If you have passion for your own career, that means every day when you go to work, it's like fulfilling your own hobby, your passion. It's not a chore. That is a very, very important so that you don't get stressed on it. You look at your career as a passion and not a chore that you will drag yourself to go to clinic. Yeah. And I would like to wish everyone all the very best for your, your study or for your career. Okay, thank you so much for the invitation. I really enjoyed the session with both of you as well. I would like to wish you and everyone the very best. Thank you. Alright, Prof. Thank you for all the insights and also advices that you have shared just now. I hope our listeners have at least learned some important takeaways from today's episode. So, we have a great time talking to you. Once again, thank you for joining us on The Smile Project. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Smile Project. We hope you enjoyed. If you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your family and friends and leave a rating or review. Thank you once again and I'll see you next time. Bye! Bye.